0: welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast, sponsored by Moda Fabrics, Baby Lock, and Northcott. We have a terrific show filled with tips and tricks for you today.
1: So let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan.
0: Welcome to American Patrick and Quilting's podcast. I am Pat Sloan, and this is going to be an amazing, relaxing hour of chatting, quilting with wonderful, wonderful quilt makers. So first up, I have Heidi Staples of Fabric Mutt, and it's been a little while since Heidi and I chatted, and she has lots of new things going on. And I've been following her, and I thought, you know what, we need to chat again. So Heidi is here. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Pat. You know, when did you actually start
1: writing online? It has been since, gosh, it's been eight years now. I started mm-hmm. all the way back in 2011. Um, I talk about it a lot in my first book, So Organized mm-hmm. for the Busy Girl. Mm-hmm. And um, I had three little three little girls at home, and I was losing my mind. Um, <laughs> stuck in a little room all day with babies and trying to keep them busy. And I needed something. So I uh, learned how to quilt online. Mm-hmm. and started quilting and I wanted to share my stuff with my family around the country so I started a blog and it just <laughs> went on from there crazy and, it's, and eight years later you're still here that's I am part. I
0: can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> so how, what have you noticed most in those eight years like good change different in different change what is what have you really noticed about the
1: change about online you know, it feels a little different than it did when I started. I think mm-hmm. um, gosh. I think when I started it felt a little bit smaller, a little bit homier in some ways. I think there was mm-hmm. it was more focus on blogs than on social mm-hmm. media. Yeah. And I think uh a lot more I think a lot more people visiting blogs and kind of sitting down and staying a while and chatting. And now we're also busy and we're running in different directions and and uh you know, there's people drop in on Instagram and stuff, but I think maybe we're all we're all um, going in so many directions that it's hard to just sit and relax and enjoy the creativity like we used to.
0: Yeah, and I think there's just more of it. There's, oh, it's definitely. Hard, it's so much harder to spend the quality time, you know, or
1: because you, you want to see everything. Like, what's everybody Absolutely.
0: doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with you. There's so many people now to check in with and so many sites to visit and so many fabric collections out there. Oh, my goodness, so much.
0: You know you have a couple of things that I want to highlight, so I thought we'd just go to the first one um because sure. you you have a new book, and I it do. is oh, I just love it the whole the whole concept patchwork u s a but it's all about travel and road trips and i I love in your intro, Heidi, where you talk about how even the act of just going to sew can feel like a little mini vacation it's like that's yes. yeah, oh,
1: it's true. It, it really is true, and it's it's been so true in my life that um, you know I'm a I'm a stay-at-home mom and I homeschool my daughters. I was a teacher for 10 years, and now I homeschool my three girls. And um, life is crazy, and and it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. You know, I I know retired uh, women yeah, who are, have a crazy life too. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but I just I I really look forward to sewing time as a chance to just. It's like a little getaway for me, and it's so refreshing to me, and so that's what I wanted to in this. I love a good theme. It's probably the teacher in me. I love a good theme, and and the idea of using a, a vintage travel vacation theme for this book was so fun to me. I had just an absolute blast writing this book. and uh, and sticking with that theme and just talking about how you can uh, use sewing as a way to refuel creatively to get away from things, either if you're doing it, really doing it, like going on a sewing getaway, as so many people do, or just doing it at home. You know, what's really
0: uh, fun for me personally, because I love quotes, is you've got these great little quotes all through the book. uh, I love quotes, too yes and they're so fun, and they're so perfect, and then your titles are all you know sort of th- with your theme, you know keeping along yes. with what's going on, um you know day trips, weekend getaways, yes. so you have a ton of them, so tell me first, Heidi, how did you uh put the concept together like how did you
1: figure out what you really wanted in this book? I really wanted books everything I do is so personal for me i just i don't know how to it's just everything. When you're a writer, it just all comes from your heart, you know, and and it comes from your life and what you've experienced. And so this book is very personal for me because um, I really wanted to not just share – you know sewing projects, but I wanted to share this idea of, of sewing and creativity as a way to relax, a way to get away and have fun, but I also wanted to share a lot of family memories. And so every single one of the mm-hmm. projects in the book starts with, again, I wanted to go with the the, the travel theme. So we have mm-hmm. the historical marker as the background, and so I give a little family story of kind of where this project came from or what made me think of coming up with this project. And then I give a little bit of advice on design tips for picking fabric, because that's something I really enjoy. I talk about that a lot at the beginning of the book, too, how to choose fabric for projects, because I get a lot of questions on that. And then it was just kind of fun to think, what could we do with the travel theme for all that, you know, so Tour Guide is giving you more information. I have (laughs) recipes and a playlist at the end, you know, just, it's just fun. I love, I think sewing can be so much fun. I think books can be so much fun, and I really wanted this to be a book that wasn't just informative, but was beautiful to look at. My photographers, page and Pixel, are just incredible. And And uh, my editor, Suzanne, was just amazing from Lucky School. It was helping me develop these ideas and just letting me run wild with my creativity. So it was just a blast. Yeah, the whole visual of the
0: book is just—I would say—it's just yummy. You know, you're like all. The, I'm so the, glad. Yeah, you, know, you just go from one section. to the, I can see how it's, it's laid out next. It's all very warm and comforting. You know,
1: all the parts. That's what I—that's what I want it to be. I want it to be a book that even if you didn't know how to sew, you know, you could have fun just curling up with it and reading mm-hmm. it. And I love vintage style and vintage. Um, you know vintage knickknacks and things so it was really fun to bring out my collection of, of things and thankfully Suzanne loves them too and so she brought her collection to my book too so it was just <laughs> it was so much fun to work on. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of really cool props in the pictures you know different little things you see in the oh, corner yeah. and um, yeah so tell, tell me one about one of the projects What are, what are one of you know just just describe one of them to me.
1: Um, oh gosh, there's so many projects I love. It's so hard to pick. It's like picking a favorite child. Right. Um, I love, um, I, most of my projects are small projects because mm-hmm. that's being somebody who has little bits of time to sew. I do a lot of little things when I sew. So one of the projects is a picture book. Um, and that came because, um, I have a tutorial. I have lots and lots of tutorials on free tutorials on my blog. That was kind of my way of giving back to the online community that taught me how to sew. So if you ever need a tutorial for a little project, go to Fabric Mutt. Um, But one of those tutorials is a uh, needle book, a little needle book. And my daughters used to love to, especially my youngest, love to play with this needle book because it was like a little book. And I was afraid she was going to prick her fingers with it. So I turned it into a picture book. And then I wanted to make a larger one to give as gifts. And so that's a project in the book where you can sew together little fabric pages, and there's nothing, it's, it's nothing fancy, but it's such a great gift for a child. They love looking at the details, and you can organize it by color. It makes a great baby shower gift. I gave one to a friend, um, to her daughter, and she just said she loves looking at it. So there's just fun little things, you know, things that you can whip up and make a personal gift at the last minute. So great. And, and I like all the, you obviously must collect, like, novelty prints like I do, because you have... I do. <laughs> <laughs> like I do. You, I, I love fabric. Fabric. <laughs> fabric is just, oh, my goodness. For me, it's all about the fabric because mm-hmm. I think you can take any pattern and use fabric that you love and you will love that project. Mm-hmm. So um, I love to talk about fabric and how to mix it and how to, I think, pulling fun little novelty things that just makes the projects pop. And you can mix in lots of basics around the novelty prints mm-hmm. and have something that just is so unique um, I love using a single collection to sew with too. That's, I mean, I enjoy that as much as anybody. But there's something about picking your own prints from a mix of different designers and collections that gives you something that nobody else has, and I think it makes it look so timeless.
0: There's several of the things that are bags. So tell me about the Palm Springs bag because I really love that one. It has hexagons and it's got looks like zippers, maybe.
1: Yeah, I actually made the prototype for that bag when I went to my first quilt market back in oh. 2015. Yes. And it was a little bit larger, but I had so many people notice it at quilt market and lots of people asked me if I was going to release a free tutorial for it. <laughs> and I was going to, I was planning on it and then life got away from me. So um, I wanted to put a version of it in the in the book. It's just a, it's just a l- small little boxy bag, um, but um, it has a panel in the front for the pocket and it's all hand-sewn hexagons. So it's a fun way of taking something that maybe people haven't done before, uh, English paper piecing, and working it into another project that's not just pretty to look at, but it's fun to use.
0: Yeah, and that one is really nice because if you don't want to do a whole lot of hexagons, it lets you do just a dozen or so and use them.
1: Yes, I love that because I think it's really easy – for people to get overwhelmed with uh, with hand sewing like that with English paper mm-hmm. piecing and feel like they have to make a big quilt or it's mm-hmm. you know it's not good I, that's why right. I'm so big on small projects because it gives you a chance to have a little taste of something maybe you haven't mm-hmm. tried before and uh, and make it something that's useful and that you can use all the time and see all the time and enjoy. So let's switch gears because I want to talk sure. about your other uh, kind of big
0: thing. We were just talking about Patchwork USA, uh, Heidi's new book. So the other thing you have, Heidi, that I've been playing with is your fabric, yes. your Riley Blake. Yes, fabric. and I love seeing your pictures <laughs> on those. Oh my goodness, so cute! And that's called. Okay, now my brain is like all of a sudden like it's short, shortcake, right? Is that shortcake? Yes, for yeah. Riley Blake Designs. Yeah. So how did you um, how did you go about putting that collection together? We have just about
1: two minutes. Sure. I wanted to do something that was kind of a tribute to summer vacation. Mm-hmm. And uh, my whole family, I uh, share a home with my husband and my three daughters and my parents. We all own a home together. We all owned a home together in Southern California because none of us could afford to own a home on our own. <laughs> and, uh, and we liked it so much. We enjoyed living together so much that we decided to stick with it. We all moved out here to Texas four years ago. Um, so I live just north of San Antonio. And uh, we love it here. It's just been a fabulous move. But that first summer that we moved here uh, to the Texas Hill Country was just so magical. And um, I really wanted to put that into a collection somehow with patriotic colors and with um, berry baskets and flowers and jam jars. And uh, it was so much fun to design. And I, I just absolutely love it
0: yeah i just it, it really is that whole americana feeling now i get it you know that's yes. really yeah that really did come across in there and i have another project i'm doing with it heidi so oh
1: my gosh um, i'm so excited
0: i can't wait to see it <laughs> i know i'll have to send you a picture because it is it's going to be so cute and it's for a summer thing so uh i, I just think it's the perfect collection for a
1: picnic quilt or something yeah. like that you know i just want to make yeah. all the summer stuff with this fabric yeah.
2: Well,
0: Heidi, this has been so much fun. I'm so glad that you could join me uh, again and catch up.
1: Thank you so much for asking me on. I just love chatting with you.
0: Everybody can visit Heidi and find her tutorials at fabricmutt.blogslot.com. We'll be right back.
2: Moda Fabrics started in 1975 as United Notions. Today, Moda Fabrics leads the way with innovative fabrics designed in-house, and by many of the industry's most popular designers and creative talents. As for United Notions, it continues to distribute the very best notions, books, patterns, and supplies available. Moda Fabrics & Supplies is what you may hear them go by now, but they still have the same great products and customer service they've had for more than 40 years. Visit ModaFabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest in fabric and notions. We know our listeners love a good deal. We have a special offer just for our podcast listeners. Get 50% off a downloadable pattern of your choice in our online shop. Visit APQshop.com, add a digital pattern to your cart, and enter coupon code PODCAST at checkout. Then get quilting. Visit our show notes for more.
0: Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm Pat Sloan. Uh, Once again, I have someone back who has been on the show before, has been a little while, Um, Jacqueline Steves, a very good friend and, and, amazing amazing designers there's so much fun stuff that Jacqueline does and she and I have a love of uh sew-alongs and embroidery and we're going to talk about that and some tool talk we're going to do this through two segments so Jacqueline and I can sort of relax into it and share a bunch of different things Uh so Jacqueline yay I'm so glad you're here hey thanks for having me <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's really uh, fun to come back to a topic and be able to talk a little bit more in depth, you know, because sew-alongs are not, I mean, I love them as, to do them as much as I like
3: running them. How do
0: you feel like?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, what's fun about a sew-along is that you don't feel alone. Like, you feel like there's a lot of people participating with you and, I know for our so alongs like, my favorite part is when people post photos of what they're doing mm-hmm. because I just love seeing how one pattern is interpreted so differently by everybody who works on it. Um, so that, to me, is just, like, even as a professional designer, it's super inspiring when I see my readers take something that I designed and do something really cool with it, and then I'm like, ah. Like I actually get like a little bit jealous sometimes. I'm like, right, I know. I had thought of doing it that way, right?
0: I know. I know. So. Somebody will take like a put like a really neat border on it. Like it's like my border right. was really simple, and I'm like, oh dang, that's a really good border. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. And you're like, why? Why did I not think of this? Right. So right. that that is really fun. So you know, so alongs can come in all different kind of formats. They can be like fast and furious, you know, something that people do over just a, a couple of days, even if it's really tiny or like a couple of weeks, or they can be something that happens just once a month, you know, that you get once a month things. So what are your favorite
3: types? Well we do we do a block of the month every year um mm-hmm. on my blog. And so we're we're getting ready to head into our I think it's our sixth annual block of the month. And I like doing it by the month because um, not everybody has time to sit down and work on it the day that the pattern comes out. Um, so I, I like the fact that they have a whole month to work on it. And some people will get it done, like, in the first hour. You know, you send right. it out an and hour later for posting right. it. And then other people, you know – they, you know, they're busy or they've got a daytime job and they can only work on it on the weekends or something. And mm-hmm. so if you give them a full month, they don't feel like they're immediately behind. Right. So right. that's why I kind of like doing it by the month. So our block of the month is, you know, pretty pretty popular. We have a lot of people who do it. Okay. Right.
0: It is this wildly popular. People in my group will share, you know, that they're working on yours. Your, yours are often a combo of patchwork and applique, Right
3: yeah well, what I really like to do is give people a lot of different options because personally um I like doing machine applique and then in the last few years, um I've really gotten back into hand embroidery, which was something that my grandmother did many, many years ago um and then but some people don't like to do any any applique or embroidery at all. they just want to piece it on their machine so we with our block of the month, we always have all three options: people can wow. either just do the piecing, Mm -hmm. or they can do machine applique, they can do embroidery. Um, And, in fact, this year we're adding something new where we've made some little pre-printed panels that people can purchase, and it's completely optional. They don't have to purchase them, but if they kind of want the look of applique or embroidery but don't have time to do it, they can buy these little pre-printed panels Mm. and just sew those right into the quilt. So um, the patterns are totally free. So mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to purchase anything to participate. You just sign up and you get the patterns through email. But then, if you do want to get some of the little extra things like a fabric kit, we have some really really cute little buttons and charms to go with it this year. We have the little pre-printed panels, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so those things would all be optional ways um, that you could sort of add to your um, to your experience. But you don't have to buy any of them. You can just go through your stash. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, use whatever you want.
0: Yeah, I think that that's the fun part. It's like you have people who don't want to think about it or, or just love what you're doing, love your colors, and so mm-hmm. want to use that. So it's a whole gamut of, but it's really nice when you can provide it for free so you get a much larger community that can sew along when they don't have to. Right. Um, they can use right. what they and already have.
3: Yeah, and maybe, yeah. You don't, maybe you don't have it in your budget to buy the entire fabric kit, but maybe mm-hmm. you just want to treat yourself to a little package of buttons or something to dress it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's there's kind of like we have a really nice variety of things um, that people can do. And, again, with all the different techniques we have available. Um, oh, and then also this year we're doing something new where we're doing the pattern in two different colorways. Mm. So you have two, the instructions include two different colorways. So yeah. um, there's just, like, I can't wait to see the different variety <laughs> of projects <laughs> that are going to come out of this because there's just so many different directions you can go with this um, so what's the name uh, of this yeah. one Jacqueline uh, this is called happy little Things. yay <laughs> yeah <laughs> just happy you know yes <laughs> I know
0: just happiness it's all happiness I love it and there's flowers I can see the first block is flowers
3: so yeah and yeah yeah it's keep perfect going back to flowers because you just kind of can't go wrong with the cute little flowers and things. though.
0: So. I, I think I quilt so I can have flowers on my on my fa- you
3: know on my yeah. quilts because yeah I when just love them doubt. I love flowers right. When uh, in doubt, add a flower to it.
0: Yeah, you also do this online uh, with face. You have a Facebook group like you know I have a Facebook group. You have one as yep. well. What's the name of yours?
3: My Facebook group is called So Quilty cool Friends.
0: Okay, yeah, so and everybody, if you're feeling kind like of, you want to go over and check out Jacqueline's.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah hop it's, in it's, there. Actually, it's a really nice group. Um, I always say group of ladies. I think there we have just a couple of guys in there, but for the most part, it's ladies. And, um, it's just, it's a really friendly group. It's very encouraging. We try to keep everything very positive. And, yeah, like I said, seeing the photos of what everybody's working on is just really the best part of doing yeah. it. It is the best. It's like, I want to go in every day and
0: say, okay, I actually, I go in multiple times a day and say, okay, what's been posted? That's like, right, right. What's new? Now, I also want to switch gears because, you know, so alongs, you know, staying on the so along theme, but you also have another whole option for people that you've been doing for quite a few years now, and that's your club. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that is also sort of a unique, um, thing that people can join with you. Why don't you tell me about that?
3: Okay. So it's called the Art of Home Club because my blog is the Art of Home. And it's for people who like my patterns and like my instructions and my style and they just want kind of more of that because every single month you get a new collection. We call it a collection because it's a whole grouping of applique and embroidery patterns and then a couple of different projects. And the thing that's really fun about it is that we've got this really cool um, mix-and-match concept. So, like, say the project this month is a quilt, and it has four applique or embroidered blocks. Um, you're going to get a minimum of five or six, usually more designs. So ah. you can pick your four favorite things, and then you could either do them with applique or embroidery, or we even have, like, tutorials for fabric painting, or you can combine techniques. So... Um, the really big thing is just um, really kind of expanding your creativity, like giving you lots of ideas um, for how to use a pattern, um, because that, that's just how my brain works is when I am working on a project or I see a pattern, I'm always like, ooh, what if you, did, you know, what if instead of a, a butterfly you did a ladybug, and what if instead of the ladybug you did a flower or something like that? Mm-hmm. So um, we're always just trying to give people lots of different options and different ways of looking at their projects. Um. So it's a it's a password protected site for club members. So right. it's nine ninety five a month, and yeah. which is you know these days I don't know if you can really buy a good pattern you know for nine ninety five, right. but you get a <laughs> lot for um, nine ninety five. And there's all kinds of video tutorials, and like I said, there's several projects per month, and then you can even mix and match like between the monthly collections. So like you could take the embroidery from say collection four. And put it in the project from collection twelve, and mix and match. Yeah. And we would like every month give you different ideas for how to mix and match all those different projects and designs. Yeah, it's always
0: uh, it's always fun to learn about different types of things that are out there for people to get involved with because everybody has uh, different interests, and that's you know, and the more people that are you have, you know. In a, in a group or an environment, this just means more options. It's like, so, right. You can get all those, those designs out of your
3: head, Jacqueline, and down onto paper for yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, it's one of those things where people come up with some really cool ideas. You know, they, mm-hmm. they combine the designs in these projects and it's like, wow, I never want to fall to putting that block in the border or something like that, but they do. So, um, it's, we have a private Facebook group for that. So, um, in addition to the So Quilty Friends group, the club people have a private group that's just for them. And they get, you know, like little inside tidbits on what's going on behind Mm -hmm. the scenes and that kind of thing. So. I thought it'd be nice to, to do
0: another little sort of extended part of this and talk about why, uh, people, like, like why kits are, are interesting to get for anybody, um, because, There are a lot of people who have never experienced a kit. You know, they've, you know, sewn, maybe Mm -hmm. they're fairly new to sewing. Even people I know who've sewn a long time have never actually purchased a kit. You know, what, just give me a little synopsis of what is in a, generally in a kit so that people understand what they're, what that means.
3: Well, a lot of times if you are either in a quilt shop or you see a photo of a quilt online, You just fall in love with it, and you want to make that exact quilt. Right, right. (laughs) Um, Exactly. that fabric. You want it to look exactly like that. Um, So that's one of the advantages of buying a kit is that you are going to get exactly what you need to make it look like the sample. And then the other thing is just convenience. You know, sometimes, um, you know, it's just so much easier to buy a kit knowing that everything is going to be there for you instead of, having to go through your stash, go to the store, try to find things that are similar. So mm-hmm. I would say those are the two big advantages um, to getting a kit. I mean, personally, I love shopping for fabric. I love putting things together. But I know sometimes if I'm in a shop or I go to um, a quilt show um, and I see a sample and they're offering the kit lots of times, I buy the kit too because it's just, it's right there for me, you know, right. and it's kind of an incentive to get it done. There's no excuse, right? you know, like I didn't have time to shop. It's, everything's <laughs> right. right there for you. so Yeah. And it,
0: the other thing too is that you can switch something out. Like occasionally you might right. buy the kit and there might be just one piece of fabric that you're like, you know, I would really prefer a different shade of, you know, yellow, you know, maybe it's too bright right. or it's too muddy. And you'd like, you know, so it's okay to do that.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think when you're trying to, um, say, re- say you see a sample in a store and maybe they don't have the kit, um, or you think that you've got stuff in your stash that you could use. But I think the most important thing when you're trying to replicate the look of a sample quilt is, um, the value and the scale of the fabrics. Mm. So, um, if I was trying to substitute a fabric, I would look at, like, what is the scale of it? Um, you know, if they're using a fabric that's a big, feminine, bold floral, I wouldn't try to substitute something with, say, a tiny check in it or, you know, or a solid. I would try to kind of go with the same feeling of that fabric. Or, yeah. like, if something is a smaller yeah. floral, hold, um, maybe I don't have a hold floral. Hold that thought.
0: <laughs> We're going to need to take a break. We'll be right back, Jack. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> My sewing machine is the heart and soul of my design process, and working on a machine that clicks with me makes it easy for me to create. That's why I use a variety of Baby Lock machines, especially the Crescendo. Baby Lock is thought through everything I need to have to create amazing quilts. I love that the control panel on my Crescendo is so intuitive and easy to use. Best of all, it's large enough to see clearly. The Crescendos features remind me that everything Baby Lock does is for the love of sewing.
2: Make your next quilt project a piece of cake using cake mix recipes from Moda Fabrics. This unique triangle paper is designed to work in conjunction with Moda's 10-inch square and 5-inch square pre-cuts that make baking a layer cake or charm square quilt easier than ever. Each pad includes enough sheets for each piece in your pre-cut stack, including a few extras for practice, plus a few simple block and layout ideas. Just mix with one or two Moda Layer Cakes or Charm Packs and you're ready to start stitching. Pick up ingredients for cake and cupcake mix recipes at your local quilt shop.
0: Welcome back to American Patrick and Quilting's podcast. I'm Pat Sloan and I'm talking to Jacqueline Steves. And we were on a roll about uh, how to substitute. <laughs> yes, I know. Jacqueline's like, you know, let's keep going here. You know, we, we, so Jacqueline, you were telling me that to substitute fabric, the best thing is look at the scale. And you were describing how if it's a large floral piece right. you find a similar thing. And then what are some other ones, another one that might be yeah. A good? Yeah. Um, like
3: say you, you have the, the sample has a, smaller scale floral and you, you don't have something like that, but maybe you have something with a dot, you know, and mm-hmm. the dot is kind of the same uh, scale and the kind of, I don't know, it's, it's really looking at the feeling of the fabric, I think, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like what, what is the style of it um, if, you wanted, I, if you're if you trying to get a similar look.
0: I think that's a, it's just a really amazingly good tip because people will look, I think, sometimes at color only. And then yeah. they missed that impact that the scale of the fabric was adding to the quilt. Right. You know, you can't just say, okay, I'll substitute another green, but different shade of green. If it's, you know, look at that scale and right. what's going on in the print. Super. Because I, I think it's fun. Right. It's fun to do something similar or just even switch out a piece or two if, if, uh, from a kit that you buy. It's totally fine to do that. Make it, make it yeah. kind of your own. All right, so on this, uh, you know, I want to be able to talk about embroidery because uh, we uh, we both like hand embroidery, and I think you mm-hmm. have, you, like you said, you've sort of, like, dived back back into that. I'm a little, still a little bit not there yet, but let's let's talk a little bit about embroidery things that, that are needed. So, like, first of all,
3: do you use a hoop or no hoop? I always use a hoop. Um, okay. I know some people don't, but I find, one, I like to have the hoop just to, to hold on to with my non-stitching hands. And I think that when you have the fabric taut, it makes your stitches lie flatter. Mm-hmm. So that's my personal preference. Right. And do you back yours? Yeah, you know what? I usually put a um, lightweight fusible interfacing on the back. So you want to make sure that you don't get interfacing and fusible web confused because <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the fusible web is that glue stuff that you put on the back of your appliques Right. Um, interfacing um it just kind of gives the fabric a little bit more body and what it does is it kind of hides any threads on the back or if you have any traveling stitches or anything like that it just it keeps those threads on the back from showing through to the front so that's why i like using the interfacing on the back
0: yeah and i think it just
3: makes it a
0: nicer stitch too
3: yeah, yeah, and then I don't I don't trim away the excess or anything because I use the lightweight kind. so I just leave it on the back of the block and I just sew it into the project as is. Yeah, what type of fre- of of thread are you using? Um, I most of the time I use floss, which is a six strand thread, and yeah. um, I really like it because it comes on those really cute. Um, Wooden spools. Wooden spools, I know,
0: I know. I love yeah, the wooden well, spools. I, have
3: this, I mean, I have a huge basket of empty wooden spools, and I'm going to figure out yeah. what to do with them someday. Yeah. But um, it doesn't tangle, you know, when you're trying to pull. Because right. that's really frustrating when you're trying to pull the thread out of the skein, and it just gets all tangled and knotted. So that's, that's one thing that I like about it. Um, so And it's a six-strand floss. Yeah. So it's, you know. So are
0: you usually using two strands at a time?
3: Um, I usually use three actually. Okay. Most of my right. designs are, I don't, I would say fairly, they start at like four inches, so they're not super detailed. If I'm doing something detailed, I might go down to two strands. Okay but that's good. I like that's good I like my stitches to show up. I'm afraid uh-huh. that if I only use one or two strands so that you're not going to be able to see my stitches and I spent right. a lot of time on it. So, I want you to see what I did.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, one strand's pretty tiny. Yeah, that's pretty thin. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Right.
0: So, so, what are the basic stitches that you like to work with? Because you know, in reality, you don't need a, to know a lot of them.
3: No, yeah, you don't. And there's some really amazing embroidery out there with like all these really fancy stitches and it's gorgeous and it's fabulous, but um, it can be intimidating and you don't need to know all those. I mean, I think I use four maybe five stitches consistently for almost everything I do. I do back stitch, mm-hmm. uh, running stitch, a French knot, uh, a lazy daisy stitch or a chain stitch, and very occasionally like a satin stitch and that's it mm-hmm. And that's yeah, what it's... I use I would say ninety nine percent of the time
0: yeah and and you'll find like... Just doing line work, you just can use mm-hmm. you know even
3: less. <laughs> That's like if you're just you know, right. doing that uh, step well, stitch try- or back yeah. stitch. Yeah. If you can do if you can do a back stitch and a and a French knot, mm-hmm. um I'm you're like ninety percent of the way there. I mean you're Right, yeah. That's you, pretty much all, all I do. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs>
3: Those are my two. <laughs> oh. right. Um so
0: where do you like
3: to stitch? You know, do you take it on travel? I do take it on travel, um, and I usually have like a little bag ready to go. And I always recommend that to people too, because they say, oh, I don't have time to do embroidery. But mm-hmm. the truth is, if you've got 10 or 15 minutes and you're ready to go with it, you can get a lot done in 10 or 15 minutes. But the trick is to be ready. So, you know, you don't wait until you're on the way out the door and then think, Oh, let me find my thread and let me find my scissors. I have a little tote bag, and I have everything in there. I just have duplicates of everything. I have extra scissors, um, extra needles, and they all go in that bag. And so um, when we're in the car, as long as I'm not driving, I can do <laughs> stitching. Um, I a lot of times I take it on the plane with me. Uh, I a lot of times do stitching at night, like when I'm watching TV, because it's just a really nice way to unwind, and yeah. um, you're getting something done while you're watching TV. So.
0: You don't feel I think guilty key, about watching key,
3: your Netflix shows or whatever.
0: Yeah, the big key is keeping it out or get, or having it uh, together because it right. is just a killer, a, a, a motivational killer. If you can't find it or it's not all together or you've got everything right, but the needle. Um, it's so
3: important. Right, and I do and I do take time to get it organized. You know, when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm finishing up a project. I will go, and I'll look, and I'll see, okay, what's next? And I usually have a couple of projects going at the same time. But, um, yeah, I, I always have that bag ready, and I'll even, if I'm going on an airplane or in the car, I'll even just cut a bunch of pieces of floss, and I'll sit and thread a whole bunch of needles while I'm sitting in the car. Okay. So even if I don't feel like stitching, I've got all my needles threaded next time I have an opportunity to stitch. They're all in my little needle book, and yeah. I just sit down and I start Sewing, so that's also a great motivator because sometimes yeah. you don't feel like threading needles, right? So. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's another really good tip. Because I don't, I don't think I've ever done that one. I don't think I've ever threaded a whole bunch in advance, but I like yeah. that
3: idea. Um, yeah, well, especially once you get going and you're in a group with stitching, you don't want to have to stop and thread another needle. Right, you have a whole bunch ready to go, and you just keep going.
0: Yeah, especially when you're using floss because you're trying to pull it apart. To it's not like pearl cotton or something yeah. where it's all you know together or twelve weight warafil, right. which is you just pull it off the spool. So yeah. Uh, so what are you doing with your pieces when you're done? How are you incorporating your emblo- embroidery into projects?
3: Um, well, I do end up with a lot of sample projects or a lot mm-hmm. of sample blocks because I'm making a lot <laughs> for the club and everything. Um, yeah. So usually I end up putting them into small projects. Like, little wall hangings, pillows. Um I like doing pillow covers, like, seasonally. And then you can, like, switch out the pillow form mm-hmm. for the pillow cover. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let's see what else. Oh, mug rugs are good. Um, in the club, actually, we just did a swap where people oh, sent in cute. two. They, everybody sent in two mug rugs. Mm-hmm. And one of them got swapped with another member. And then the other one um, is getting donated to Meals on Wheels. For shut-ins oh. and elderly people, yeah. so um, and a lot of them people send in like really pretty embroidered mug rugs. So um, they make oh. really nice mug rugs. These little embroidered blocks. Oh, that's. So there's a couple of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's really neat. That's neat that you had the swap where you are donating it to a place where people can bring them a little joy, a little fancy mug yeah. rug.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And people sent in. So many people sent in. Extra mug rugs. I mean, their, mm-hmm. quilters are just such kind, generous people. I'm always amazed at how generous um, quilters are with their time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it takes a lot of time to put together one of those hand-embroidered mug rugs. And people send in extra for the people at Nails on Wheels. So yeah. I thought that was really awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to get in one more thing before we wrap up. Um you have uh, a new location for your business um, which is yeah. not open to the public uh, most of the time but I would love for you to tell me about your home your your new home office area which is outside your home but in a historic house yeah it's it's so
3: cool right yeah it's it's about 10 minutes from the home my home where I live so that's really nice. Uh, So me and my chihuahua, we drive to the office every day now, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) it took him a long time to get used to that, but now he kind of likes it. Um, So the building that we bought uh, is a a historic home, which was built in 1821 in a um, very historic town called Salem, New Jersey, and it was actually on the Underground Railroad, so it's like in a historic registry for being um, on the Underground Railroad. There were two sisters that built it, and they were abolitionists. Mm-hmm. So um, it's got a really neat history to it. It's got a lot of the original features, like the fireplaces and the wood floors and everything. So, um, yeah, it's a really great space for our offices and did have an open house back in December, and we will probably just do, you know, like little open houses once in a while, and then who knows, maybe someday we'll, you know, open a shop or something. Not sure yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I know those things because you have not been there that long so it takes a while
3: Mm, right less than a year yeah right yeah but it's it's, great having the extra space to you know do the do the kits and everything that we want to do yeah yeah for all those people who
0: are like following Jacqueline and all you that will this is where she does all the magic over in the (laughs) yeah yeah well we we had to get it
3: out of our house
0: (laughs) yeah what's your chihuahua's name Alfie. Alfie.
3: <laughs> he's yeah. very
0: cute. He's, he's super cute. He's yeah. Spoiled rotten. <laughs> spoiled rotten. Of course. Of course he is. Um, so I have like, like, just let's do one more thing because we have maybe about a minute and a half. What is one of the most important tools you think people should look at upgrading? Like maybe they haven't haven't really upgraded from the first one they got when they started quilt making.
3: Right. Right. Well, I will say that I'm not one for a lot of fancy rulers and things. I I use just really basic rulers and things like that. Um, One thing that I like is um, I have an AccuCut, which is, um, it's like a cutting mat, but it's got this bar at the top, which holds your ruler. I was having a lot of problems with my ruler slipping, and I tried a lot of different gadgets, um, and my ruler just kept slipping. And my cutting is so much more accurate with that. Um, You know, you we talk about accurate piecing all the time, but Mm -hmm. you can't even begin to have accurate piecing if you don't have accurate cutting. So I would say whatever works best for you, find something that will help you do accurate cutting. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to make all the difference in your quilting project.
0: Yeah, and then I, I'm going to put a step. plug in for upgrading your rotary cutter, because I think a lot of yeah. people start out with a very inexpensive model, and I, I like Ulfa, so right. up, upgrade from, yeah, they're important. Yes, and, and training so your blade more often. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Uh Your website is Jacqueline Steves, The Art of Home. Uh, Everybody should visit you. Sign up for your newsletter. Your newsletter is beautiful. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you later. Okay. We'll be right back.
1: American Patchwork and Quilting a year delivered right to your door each issue is packed full of quilting patterns how-to techniques and tips and tricks from the editors and designers and right now we have a special deal for all of our podcast listeners visit allpeoplequilt.com slash deal to subscribe and enter coupon code podcast at checkout to get 60% off your subscription find the link in our show notes you don't want to miss out
0: Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's podcast. I'm Pat Sloan. I'm super excited to have uh, Linda Hahn back on the show. She's an author and a designer. And if you have made a New York beauty uh, and done a little research on them, you have probably run into Linda's work and maybe have her book right on your bookshelf. So, Linda, I am really excited to have you on again.
4: Hi, Pat. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You know, you've been a busy lady since I've seen you last. You've been writing books and designing fabric and traveling. Just crazy.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not complaining either. No. Life is very good.
0: Life is good, yeah. So I want to talk talk about your, your new book about New York beauties because what I love is that you seem to reimagine this block in so many ways. It's like, do you just dream New York beauties all the time?
4: I do. I do, actually. It's such a versatile block, and so many people um, are just focused on the traditional um, layout of it, but there's so many things you can do with it, incorporating it into other blocks. And we've even gone and we've created uh, beach crabs, butterflies, spiders, bats,
0: Mm -hmm. all kinds (laughs) of things yeah that's the part that is so fascinating uh, the, your new book is called uh new york beauties like electrified you know and i think that that's fun because they are totally untraditional layouts but you do have some in the book too that are more you know look more like the regular new york beauty what what made you start to sort of have this vision of this book
4: i have middle of the night epiphanies <laughs> 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 Those are fun. And then I and start playing on the computer and something happens.
0: Yeah. Well, when do, do you like have to wake up in the middle of the night and make notes?
4: No, I just I I get up and I come and I work on the computer because there's there's yeah. all different time zones in the US mm-hmm. and I have my own time zone. <laughs>
0: Well, that works that works so <laughs> so when you what what kicked this book off I me? Mean, like what image made you go, okay, I know what I want to do. I think it
4: was uh the beach crab mhm it was just clicking around, playing with colors, and now that I've moved to Florida, um I'm into you know beachy kind of themed stuff, and mm-hmm. I saw the the crabs. Coming out, and I was like, "Oh, let's take it and go."
0: Yeah, they are. They have to be my favorite in the book. Really, they're just so cute. Uh, now you took that and made. What other What other creatures do you have in this book?
4: We have um, butterflies. You can make butterflies from them. Um, you can make uh, lily pads and frogs, mm-hmm. uh, bats and spiders. <laughs> and it, it just your, your imagination can just take off.
0: You know, at, at some point, you even decided that you have to tell me how this happened because you have a whole section in here about embellishing these in ways that I would never have imagined.
4: Yes. Um, my best friend, Debbie, of 25 years, Deborah Stanley, she's my co-author on this book. And she really does some fabulous embellishments. And she was able to take the quilts and do some really simple, that everybody can do, embellishments. Um, For example, the crabs, we glued some uh, wiggle eyes onto the crabs (laughs) to give them some um, action. Uh, The frogs have glued wiggle eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, She took some yarns and buttons and she couched around them using a simple zigzag stitch. And we even have a Victorian-looking quilt that has some uh, lace to give it a Victorian feel, lace mm-hmm. doilies.
0: Well, that's what is so interesting about this book is that the the gamut, it's just a, a huge variety. It can really get people thinking about how to take these spiky blocks and do something uh, untraditional with them. Now, I think they, you know, you Linda, you teach this all the time, so I know that you hear this from people coming to your workshops, but they'll be like, I'm afraid, it's New York beauty, it's got all these points. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what what do you tell, how do you tell them off the cliff?
4: Um, I tell them to trust me that it's going to work mm-hmm. and it looks so wrong that it, it doesn't look like it's going to work at all, especially when I tell them that you can make it with one pin. And I have a, a really special um, way to, to guarantee placement. Because a lot of people, you know, they get nervous with paper piecing. Mm-hmm. Um, we use a free piecing tool that everybody has. And I'll ask okay. them, what do you think this is, everybody has it? Mm-hmm. And we use our bellies oh. for, <laughs> for a replacement tool. And once they they use that, their pieces go together so quick. I mean, the, the technique is such that you can do six blocks an hour start to finish.
2: mm-hmm
3: Wow. Because
4: you can chain piece them. And people mm-hmm. that didn't believe me, I've actually done it in front of people. Yeah. So it can be done.
0: And I like I like that idea of chain piecing these Oh because yeah. I haven't done that. I sort of did them all single file, you know, like, okay, this is you. I'm doing just you going to the next one.
4: Yeah, you can chain piece it. And I, I always get one person who swears that it's not going to work. And mm-hmm. she'll sit in front of me as I'm doing my piecing demo and she'll cross mm-hmm. her arms and she has a frown on her face. That's not going to work. Yeah. And I, I feed off of that. Yeah. And I go through it, and when it works, they're just like, wow. And then yeah,
0: some, the it helps to see up. it. It's, it does. It's so, yeah, because sometimes it's sort of upside down and backwards with paper piecing.
4: Yeah, and this, this just rolls so quick. Uh, the students get really excited when they come up and and we do a personal walk through the the final trim that mm-hmm. actually makes all the magic happen and they their faces light up as they take the ruler off and they hold their block up and and some of them actually do a happy dance
0: yeah <laughs> I would. I would. I made one New York beauty, uh Linda, and it was and I loved doing it, but I'm like, okay, I did one. That's good. But I just find it fascinating because I still love the block so much. It's such a beautiful block and can be um it just I think you do what don't you think if you do more of them they get easier?
4: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
4: Absolutely. And and they get super accurate, and
0: Mm -hmm.
4: you can just go quick through them.
0: Yeah. So tell me, do you have, like, a behind-the-scenes, like, is there something, like, behind-the-scenes from your New York beauty books that most of us don't know about that you can share?
4: Um, Well, I definitely test Debbie's love for me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's a good she friends are for. She wakes up in for. the
4: morning and she finds all these emails with everything I thought of <laughs> through the night.
0: Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, she'd be like, "Going, go back to bed. Stop it." Yeah, that's like.
4: <laughs> Sometimes she does. Yeah. Sometimes she does. Um, behind the scenes, what else? Uh, I just I work a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that's that's the way all of us who work for ourselves are. We just we just sort of do. We we have fun because it's our hobby too. It's like. We like we like quilts, right?
4: Yeah. And you know, the the name <clears throat> excuse me for the quilts, they all have New York themes. mm mm-hmm. And what we'll do is we'll have like a working name for it, like the crab. And we'll mm-hmm. we'll Google uh, all the names for New York towns, cities, neighborhoods, streets. Mm-hmm. I, I lived on Staten Island. I grew up on Staten Island. Mm-hmm. So, we'll just think of, okay, crabs pinch or they crawl. Yeah. Right. And we'll, we'll just keep tossing out things back and forth until we find one that, that fits that particular quilt.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. Well, this change, uh, let's change tactics and go. We have about two minutes. And so, let's go and talk about your new fabric. This is so exciting. Tell me about I, it.
4: I am so excited. Yes. So excited. Island Vibes from Banyan Boutiques Banyan by Northcott.
1: Mm-hmm. And it,
4: it's pastels. They're absolutely stunning. Um, beach colors they, that I got my inspiration from where I live now down in um, Palm Bay, Florida. Mm-hmm. And we did three colorways. Palm Bay, which is where I mm-hmm. live. Yes. Bermuda Breeze, <laughs> which has the pastels and soft colors from Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we went with Junkanoo, which has Mm -hmm. the uh, colors from the Junkanoo Festival down in the Bahamas.
0: Yeah. So a little more bold those colors are. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
4: I'm very excited they're
0: coming out. Are they in the store now, Linda?
4: They are coming out in the stores. They should be hitting it right about now.
0: Perfect, perfect. Everybody will look for that and visit uh, Linda's website. Linda, give us your website.
4: That is froghollowdesigns with an com. Mm-hmm. Right. So frog can,
0: yeah, So you can find Linda there and maybe take a workshop from her because she is out and about quite often, aren't you?
4: Yes, and we have tons of fun in the workshops.
0: It's not just yeah. education,
4: I entertain as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> Believe me. Linda's great. Thank you, Linda. This has been wonderful thank you
4: so very much for having me
0: this is american patchwork and quilting's podcast i'm your host pat sloan visit me online at uh, patsloan.com and visit you know me on my facebook group where you can come have a lot of fun and quilt along with pat sloan american patchwork is out at allpeoplequilt.com where you can get to everything they're doing and we will chat again next time all and thanks for listening if you love the american patchwork and quilting podcast please subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcast app
3: and don't forget to rate and review the show it helps other quilters find us have a creative week